0: What's up stalemates welcome back to another episode my name is Zach and this is Tyler and this is the stalemate show thank you so much for clicking on this episode if you guys are new here we like to talk about all the drama all the storylines and things that you guys need to know. For this college wrestling season and beyond so thank you so much for giving us your time if you guys don't mind scroll down click subscribe drop a comment leave a like any of those things help with the growth of our show so we thank you so much if you could do that thank you so much in advance today is valentine's day february fourteenth, 2022 Lots to talk about from this past week. We're going to talk about bowed at the ballpark. We're going to talk about you and I versus Iowa State. And we're going to talk about the Blade sisters. Okay. so before we do that, we're going to thank our sponsors. Barbarian Apparel and Above and Beyond Washington Seal. Barbarian Apparel is the number one place that you guys should go to get your custom team apparel for this wrestling season and beyond. So, scroll down, check them out, click the link, Barbarian Apparel. You can also buy our merch on there. So, if you guys want to support the show, you guys want to wear it out in public, show up to your next wrestling tournament wearing some sweet stalemates merch. So, scroll down, click it, and support the show by buying the merch or just telling the Barbarian... Or just... Te- or... By telling Barbrand Apparel that you guys appreciate that they help us out. Also, we want to talk about Above and Beyond Wash and Seal. Trent Mashman at Above and Beyond Wash and Seal will hook you guys up with a sweet floor for whatever project you're working on. He did our podcast studio floor; it was looking janky. We called him up; he came and fixed us right up. So hit up Above and Beyond Wash and Seal if you're in Central Iowa and you need your floors done. All right, not bad. Let's roll the intro.
1: Conscribe
0: to <laughs> All right, guys, big week. We just wrapped up a big week. First of all, we are exhausted. Well, yesterday, we spent most of the day sleeping. The Super Bowl. I woke up, watched that. Other than that, I went back to bed. Uh, Friday night, we went to U and I versus Iowa State. That was awesome. We're going to talk about that. Then we. Hit a 5 a.m. flight that morning, then went to the dual meet about at the ballpark that night, and then flew out again Friday morning at 5 a.m. Just an absolute brutal travel schedule, but we did it all for you guys. Um, I don't think we're going to have a Patreon-only episode dropping today. Uh, We are going to actually drop a vlog from that whole travel trip uh, later on this week. Tyler's going to edit that, and hopefully he can get it up soon, right? Right. It'll be up. Sooner than you think. It's not gonna be the end of the week. So I'll say that. All right. So we're gonna have a Patreon only vlog, travel vlog from our trip from Friday to Saturday to the end. So uh, you guys will have to look for that. If you guys aren't Patreon members, you can subscribe by scrolling down, clicking the Patreon link, three dollars and ninety-nine cents, you get bonus content, street league. You guys know the deal. So far, we've been we've been growing and we've been retaining subscribers. So thank you so much for everybody who continues to support via the Patreon. All right, so battle at the ballpark was on um saturday night it mm-hmm. was between iowa and oklahoma state they did it at their texas rangers stadium the globe life field the globe life stadium or whatever you want to say and uh i tried really hard at the beginning to support this um thing this uh venture i like when wrestling gets creative i don't think that we see that enough in our sport and anybody who's willing to take a risk by throwing a huge event like this um between two schools who have a big popularity uh Oklahoma State you know they they gave up their I don't want to say rights or whatever they they gave up their rights to like having this at Gallagher Iowa Arena um, Iowa fans showed up they traveled from this great state of Iowa all the way down to Texas so like a lot of risk was involved and last week I said you know shout out to USA Wrestling or whoever for really adjusting the plans because things started to fall apart right and they still like they sacked up and they actually made sure that this thing happened right so let's break down what actually went wrong with this event um and i'm gonna give them their flowers first and then i'm gonna tell them tell you guys like why i think overall this thing kind of was a disaster first their flowers right Again, they took a risk. You know, Oklahoma State. Like I just said, they they said, hey, we're okay with giving up our home duel and we'll do it in Texas for the betterment of the sport. The idea was that they were going to draw more fans from the state of Texas and and kind of help build that scene. It's a it's a it's a scene of uh, wrestling that I think is building. You got guys like Bo Nickel from Texas, um, Tamara Mensa Stocks from Texas. So like they're they're you're gaining some momentum, growing wrestling in the south, right? If there's one place that I think can can grow wrestling in the South. It's probably Texas, being so close to Oklahoma. Um, AJ Ferrari being from Texas as well. Sorry, I knew I was forgetting one. And uh, Kerrigan Cohen, too. <laughs> yeah, that was Tyler, <laughs> by the way. He didn't want to show this camera on him when he said that. For real. Is he from
1: Texas? I'm pretty sure he is. Don't quote me on it. I haven't paid attention to him for a while, but I think he's from Texas. Yeah, you used to be a big Kerrigan Cohen fan, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I was I was
0: intrigued anyway. Um, we're just joking. Ty was never a Kerrigan I Cohen I had fan. jokes. All right, so anyways, all those great people, minus Karen Cohen, are from Texas. The scene's building. They're trying to throw this big event down there. Iowa, biggest fan base in wrestling. Oklahoma State, another top five fan base in wrestling. They combined it with Iran versus USA. The original idea was supposed to be that. So you got Jordan Burroughs involved. You got the Iranians involved. From... The shock value, the sticker point, the sticker price, whatever you want to say, like the upfront like reaction to this thing was like, this is awesome. I said, right away, we're going. And uh, you know, we were kind of like, uh, eh, we're going, we're we not, we're we going or not. And they we were like, yes, we need to go. We need to go support something like this. You know what I mean? I feel like so many times in wrestling, we try to do these, these creative things and this and that, and a lot of people are so quick to kind of crap on why they think it's bad or why they think that uh, it's not that cool of an idea or whatever, right? I don't like, I generally don't like a lot of that negativity. And I know you guys might be calling me a hypocrite because by the end of this rant that I'm going to go on about Battle at the Ballpark, it's not going to sound so positive. But let's give the flowers first. So, you know, shout out to everybody involved that tried to really make these things happen. Um, From Flo to USA Wrestling to whoever from Iowa to Oklahoma State. Shout out to all those people for trying to make those things happen. Iran gets pulled out. The president of Iranian wrestling or whatever you want to say ended up, you know, putting out some statements out there that weren't ideal. Um, They said something like that to America. We don't need to just talk about it. We need to take action to it. This and that. You guys already know that we already talked about that on on the show. But nevertheless, they couldn't get their visas through. So Iran's out. So they go and get Mongolia. Mongolia comes in. They're gonna wrestle the Mongolian women's freestyle team is gonna wrestle the U.S. freestyle women's team. That ends up not happening, but that seemed like it was pretty after the fact, anyways. And so by that point, it was like it was like a pretty good um, consolation for the Iran versus USA thing, right? All right. Um. Just one second. I just want to see how. So, anyways. Iran pulls out, Mongolia pulls out, and you know what? Props to USA Wrestling because they ended up getting some backup matches. I think, it's, I think it's okay to call these matches that they had for the, the men's freestyle team backup matches. Mm. You guys can go through and pull up the roster and see what the exact matchups were. We're not really going to talk about that. But I was happy at this point. I said, you know what? The main reason why I really want to go down there is I've never seen Jordan Burroughs wrestle in person. I've met him right. before. I've went to the Nebraska team camp when I was in high school. Um, I've got my picture taken with him. I've got autographs with him. Just strictly fan stuff, right? Just me being a fan of Jordan Burroughs, who's the greatest wrestler of my generation. I can say that. So I still was able to do that. They had him um, wrestle Nestor, Nestor Toffer. And, you know, we were, still able to, we're still able to do that. So we still bought the plane tickets. We go down there and it's exciting stuff. And beforehand it felt kind of like NCAAs-ish. They had a big yep. press conference at this uh, Texas Live Bar, which connected close to the stadium. Uh, There's all kinds of fans there. We we're having a good time, this and that. I was, at this point, I'm, I'm pretty bought in. I'm pretty excited about it. You know, yes, it sucked. Iran and Mongolia and everything, you know, pulled out. Sucks that Spencer Lee got injured, and or well, he's been injured, but he's, he's done for the year. So, that, you know, when this thing was announced, we were envisioning we were going to have a Spencer Lee there. We we're envisioning we we're going to have an AJ Ferrari yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So so all these things kind of like kept happening to this uh event. And you can't knock whoever's in charge for these things, right? All those things are pretty uncontrollable from their point of view. Definitely. You can't stop injuries, car accidents, visas, whatever Mongolia's reason was. You can't stop that. So everything that I'm going to say that is I'll just say negative about this event and why I'm like not super pumped about it is the controllables right so I'm not gonna knock them for these uncontrollables right you can't can't knock them just happens and I'll actually give them credit for making some sort of matchup happen anyways they gave uh Dan, or sorry they gave Giangelo Hancock a a big um performance, and I actually thought that that was probably the match of the of the whole like Freestyle, I know it's Greco, but the whole like non-college dual meet. Like right. all those, they had the women's, the men's, and then the Greco. That was probably the best one because it was the closest. There was at least points scored. Mm-hmm. And it still supplied like big throws. Yes. That people could get excited about. So I think G. Angela Hancock was the star of the show. And the matches that they replaced the Iranians and the Mongolians with were... It sucked. The product yeah. sucked. And again i think them that they they just did something in general and you know i'm not saying that those wrestlers sucked but the matchups sucked right Mm -hmm. i felt to me like we were watching the harlem globetrotters
1: right yeah majority of the american the international matches got over like in the first period by tech or something like that and then yeah, I was starting to feel kind of John Dupont-esque, like those <laughs> pre setup up
0: matches. It's not the case, but what I meant by that was like the it felt fixed. <laughs> yeah, it felt fixed. Like you're going out there, and you are just watching leg lace and and takedown. Like like that is not a product that you can sell to grow the wrestling scene in Texas. Again, I know that the original matchups fell through. But that's what we that's what we had to roll out there, right? And so the execution, to me, was just not there. Like, we didn't... It wasn't, like, literally everybody that was sitting there was just kind of like, okay, all right. Like, yeah. nobody was really that excited. The only real oohs and ahs were, like, big throws and stuff like that. And that's why I said G. Angelo had, like, the performance of the night because he got the most oohs and ahs out of everybody. But everything else felt like the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Super Gremlins or whatever they're called. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? hmm Now... The super gremlins or whatever obviously had like, have some talent and like they're 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 good, but compared to the Harlem Globetrotters, yeah. right, or compared to our Olympic team, there's levels to this. And Definitely. so it, it kind of sucked. I think uh, you know, the Darian Cruz um Thomas Gilman match was ex- you know, that was cool that they did that. There's right. a little bit of backstory there. Some Yeah, if some, you know that. Yeah. You know, I was excited for the Mitch silver versus um Jason Knof match. But outside of most of those, it was like I don't really even know who these a lot of these people are and and you know maybe that's a knock to me but i think the general fan didn't really know who a lot of these people were and and again i know everybody kind of backed out of this event and they had to get who they could get but this isn't even the main thing of of why i was annoyed right that's just this is like one little thing where it's like okay we're gonna try to get more international fans we're rolling out the super gremlins for the super gremlins versus the the harlem globetrotters ain't it Yeah. Um, The next thing, though, right? So we get to our seats. We watch the Harlem Globetrotters go out there. And look at this view. So we paid... Just show the one on the left first. Okay. So we paid $100 per seat. This is where you guys can make fun of us. So we paid $100 per seat for this thing. Look at that. Yeah. This
1: was the difficult part.
0: Look at that. We one second we woke up at three in the morning we got on a flight we went all the way to texas drove to the hotel walked to the bar drank had a good time go to the venue we paid for four tickets for a hundred dollars a piece and look at what we got yeah now i know what you're thinking oh you paid hundred dollars why don't you get floor seats the floor seat people were complaining too because they put this thing on a stage. So unless you were like in front row, or maybe second row, and those floor seats were empty, most of them, right, you couldn't see anything. This was row 14. This is like supposed to be prime real estate behind home plate for this event. And you can't even see... We went all the way down there to watch a fricking monitor the whole yeah. time.
1: See, that's the thing. Like literally while it was going on and I'm starting to get sleepy from coming down from drinking beforehand in the fun <laughs> environment, I'm like, wow. I flew down here to look at this screen right here to just turn my head but to look at a different screen than I could have.
0: Let me send you, Tyler, and you're gonna have to do this on the fly. I should have yeah. done this beforehand. But let okay. me send you um, the overhead view. Okay, so here's what it looks like from up above. They have four mats in the back. Apparently, they had some sort of youth tournament going on beforehand. Yeah. Then they had the and seats. Like the, 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 the section on the, the right was completely empty. The one on the left had some I mean, people in there. Anything the, outfield. That was, was all, all empty, outfield. too.
1: Like These parts were
0: pretty full, really, for everyone who showed
1: up. But then just kind of the but viewpoint took the steam out of everything.
0: Most of the fans, though, were behind the home plate area. Yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. Yep. But they had the freaking fields or the mats out in the outfield past the pitchers mound over second base and and Mm -hmm. into the, what's that called? The rover area, the center field area. Yeah. You know, like closer to the outfield. That's a lot farther than I think a lot of you people realize. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining too much, but like how in the world does that make any sense? Why am I paying $100 a ticket if I can't even see the dang thing?
1: Like I would try to like just watch it. And like you couldn't actually where it was going and not look at the screen. And then after a while, I was just like, I I can't do it. I have to look at the screen to know exactly what's going
0: on. Plus, we had the freaking batter's net up. Uh, the bat, the right. the foul ball batter's net thing behind home plate was up too. Yeah, there's that too. And like wrestling is a sport that you need to be on top of the mat to get like an electric you environment yeah right it has to be intimate they even started the 125 pound match with music playing over the thing it's like dude you literally have two of the craziest fan bases that you do not need music over top of it right now look at this now we're going to compare the two um things so do you want to put them up side by side now so the the the, this has been done before for a lot of people don't know about at the ballpark is not technically original idea so a couple seasons ago i was actually able to go to this one as well this was uh I believe a quad duel between Arizona State, Iowa State, Campbell, and Harvard. Look where they put them mat, Because they have a brain. They have an actual brain.
1: They kind of chose to favor the first baseline and just pretty they, much brought it as close as they could.
0: To the they brought it as close as they could to the fans. Yeah. Right? So they put they brought it up over the home plate area. So like that's me sitting in like a pretty casual spot with a pretty good seat there. Mm-hmm. Now why is it that hard? Why is it that hard? Like, there was nobody there that could say, hey, maybe the people who came all the way from Iowa or drove four hours from Stillwater, just maybe they want to watch the actual wrestling and not a screen. Mm -hmm. Maybe they bought tickets so they could see the wrestling happen in person and not on a screen at home. I wish I would've stayed home, honestly. Other than meeting all the people that were there, like, I I don't actually wish I would've stayed home because we got to meet a lot of fans, we got to meet just a lot of uh, other wrestling people, and and like, Like it it had like- live
1: area before where we hung out before the duel started and people started conjugating that was what really made the whole experience worth it because that was so fun with that many people in there and that place had a ton of energy beforehand we should have just
0: watched it in there
1: really yeah because then going into that spacious stadium and then kind of having to realize what you're the product you're getting is you could kind of just feel the steam leaving everybody as it started going through the night
0: right and there was twelve thousand people there that's still a lot of people right like, obviously, they're not going to fill up every seat there. And, like, if they did have Iran, if they if they did have Mongolia, if AJ Ferrari was going to wrestle, if Spencer Lee was going to wrestle, like, yes, it, that 12,000 could have been um, 17,000. Maybe they added 5,000 more fans. Mm. I don't know. But all those things, all those controllable things aside, you put the freaking mats so far away it was not worth it for me. Yeah.
1: That would be my biggest critique as well for that night. Otherwise... The effort was there. I think they should keep trying to like punch at it and get the right thing. But for this afterwards, it was kind of like, was that
0: worth all that effort? Well, I think it really made me realize one thing. I was pretty pro on the side of the Minnesota Vikings stadium holding the NCAAs. Right, yeah. But then seeing how far away from the actual action you are, like wrestling is a sport that you kind of need to be, you need to be there. That's why people like West Gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why they yeah, like exactly. Carver because Carver is like a huge crater. Like there, like there's really not a bad seat in Carver. That's why it does so well. Mm-hmm. You know, the McLeod Center is kind of built that way as well. Yeah. You need yeah. to be close, and they literally pushed it about as far away as you could be. Now I don't know. I don't really think this is Flo's doing. I don't think this is USA Wrestling's doing. If it is, then you guys got to wear that glass slipper. But they did have this uh, entertainment company, Rev Entertainment that kind of put this whole thing together. And like, mm-hmm. th- thankfully, somebody like them did do that, and they did, like, you know, took the promotion side of things, but, man, they screwed up by putting it so far away. Yeah. With you know, I know what I mean? And they had, mm-hmm. they, they, I also don't understand, they, had, they, they put two mats out there. Well, the, the freestyle matches were side-by-side side with the women's and the men's, but the matches were so lopsided, they didn't take very long. They just went through like that. For the, yeah. for the world of me, I don't know why you had to have six mats out there for the people saying, Oh, it wouldn't fit. If you did bring them up a lot of those seats on the sides were empty and they didn't utilize all six mats. Like a lot of the times it was pretty much just one mat going. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Another thing was they did not have the folk style circle up until later. Right. Mm Hmm. Which they've already ran it. Flow. I don't know if that's Flow's doing it or not, but Flow already ran into that trouble with the uh, Michigan Arizona State when people kind of calling them out for using a smaller oh, mat. Yeah, that's right. And then the day of the the dual meet, they actually went and added a a circle, an outside circle. Oh, I didn't even realize that.
1: I remember sn- seeing that pointed out beforehand. I never realized they corrected it. Yeah, they went and added
0: a full style circle, so the mat looked confusing and weird. Yeah. I don't really like to complain about a lot of this stuff. And I do like that they are taking risks like that. But this was such an obvious, like, just shoot yourself in the foot moment. I was on the airplane on the way back, sitting next to some Hawkeye fans. I don't think they had any clue who I was. I'm sure they didn't. So I'm just listening to, like, an honest conversation about the wrestling. And they they were like, no, it sucked that we're far away. Anybody that you talked to that went, like in our Discord, people are throwing up photos where they're saying you could not see. Mm-hmm. If you if you spent two hundred fifty dollars for the floor tickets, you couldn't see. If you were in the ballpark where we were, which were like the expensive seats, you couldn't see. I don't know who saw this match. The people at home are the ones who won this whole thing. I heard positive things about the broadcast, actually.
1: Really? That's yeah. I've seen some things today as I was looking through things prepping.
0: Yeah, I think that I think people did like the coverage that flow did and I saw some people complaining that their feeds were going out. I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure some of it's user error too. So again, I'm not putting like, I don't know who to blame for this. Is it Reverend entertainment? Were they the ones who kind of put them? Like my biggest complaint was how far away the mat was. Mm -hmm. Um, Were they the ones that did that? Was that flow suggestion? Was that USA wrestling suggestion? I don't know. I'm sure I'll have somebody reach out mad that I'm saying something about it, but this it's that part of the whole thing sucked.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was still excited about all the international matches because I still wanted to see all those people in person, like Burroughs, Helen, all of them. Even if the matches were lopsided, that was still okay, but just the setup of it was pretty unforgivable.
0: Yeah, you know, and even me complaining about it. that's like a smaller complaint that I have um, yeah. about the whole thing. I'm glad, Like I said, I'm glad that they found replacements because we were able to finally watch, you know, some of these legends in person. But it was just annoying that we went all the way down there, and it was, you know, it also didn't help that the duel wasn't really that close. The best match of the night was Mastro, Giovanni, and and Ibarra, Mm -hmm. which was the first match of the night. So, like, that's another thing that kind of sucked was like it started high, and then as it went on, it kind of sucked. But again, that's uncontrollable. Some of these things are uncontrollable. Definitely. But the putting the mat where they did was so dumb. Show the Arizona State one again, if you don't mind. This is how it should have been done.
1: This guy on the right.
0: Like how much closer that
1: was. See, this is yeah, this is like third baseline area, same spot of seating beforehand too. See, and imagine if they had twelve thousand people at this. Yeah. Like this looks pretty empty.
0: It was. It wasn't that that full. Right. But if that if they would have lit it, all they had to do was put the mat on home plate. Mm. That's all they had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Live and learn. Hopefully. All right. Time to move on here. We got you and I versus Iowa State. We were able to go up there on Friday. I mean, that seems mm-hmm. like an absolute eternity ago. I know. We got to eat at Peppers, which was pretty packed there. So we had to get our food to go. Otherwise, we were going to be late, but the food Literally. was good. Yeah. Um, we get there, the McLeod Center. I think a lot of people were worried about the McLeod Center because they normally wrestle at West Gym, but due to some building code violations or something like that, um, and a mix with COVID, they're only. Actually, I don't even know if COVID has anything to do with it. But they're trying to get out of West Gym. The building needs serious updates. And um, they're going to wrestle, I think, in McLeod for at least the time being for especially these bigger duels. Yeah, Um, Iowa State ranked fifth. You and I, a top 20 team. They both have, like, one leader, one big stud, Keck Eisen and Carr. But then the rest of the guys are just pretty solid uh, top 20 guys. So the dual meet was going to be good in its own self. But mixing that with them going over to the McLeod and state rivalry, then they had the uh, whole back and forth between Schwab and and Dresser beforehand, where Dresser said that he was going to go panther hunting. Schwab said that he was going to break his hip. Uh, Just overall, a W for both schools. The dual meet Mm. ended up coming down to the very end. Came down to heavyweight, which was awesome. I remember talking to Schwab last week on our Patreon only episode, asking what weight they're gonna start at. I was kind of hinting that I wanted to start at 184, but I think they got it right, starting at 125. Because yeah. the 125 pound match was was a one of the marquee matchups. 184 towards the end. Then it comes down to heavyweight. Like if anybody, if Iowa State wins, then they win the duel. If you yeah. and I wins, they win the duel. So the whole thing was just from from front to end was 10x the bout at the ballpark. I'll just say that. Um, But look at this video that uh, I tweeted just as this is the environment right before probably the peak of the duel, right? Yeah, the duel meets close. I think it might have been tied at this point. Uh, Keck Eisen, who's a superstar for you and I right now versus Marcus Coleman, who's having a great year for the Iowa State Cyclones. Um, They're about to go wrestle each other and just check out this video. what was sick to me about this dual meet what was sick to me about this dual meet was we were able to see a carver-esque crowd without Mm -hmm. the hawkeyes and what like i think a lot of people who aren't from the state of iowa don't realize is like yes the hawkeyes can sell out like there is no other fan base like the iowa hawkeyes that is a fact they wear the crown of the best fan base because they go to, it doesn't matter if it's Iowa versus Princeton versus um, Iowa State versus Penn State versus Oklahoma State versus Lehigh. It doesn't matter. They're going to show up. Where we see spurts of these dual meets at, we see spurts of these like bigger marquee matchup dual meets where we get 10,000 plus people throughout the year at other programs, but Iowa consistently does it. What's cool about you and I versus Iowa State is they were able to do this without the Hawkeyes being there. yeah, You know, it probably helps that the Hawkeyes were out of town. It helps that Iowa State's ranked fifth. It helps that I is pretty good themselves as well. But I don't think a lot of people realize the fan base that UNI has. I tweeted that they are a top five fan base and they definitely are. And I think that they use the method of like start small, grow the demand, right? Because it's yeah. like one of those things where like if you can't get into West Gym, people want to go even more, right? Because right. I mean, they talk about how great the environment is you talk about how great the environment is people want to be entertained then they're willing to come to the bigger ones like this you know what i mean where it's not at west gym it's almost to me like you got two restaurants beside each other right one has a line out the door one nobody's at which one do you want to try you want to try the one that's that's busier right so this is a w for the uni panthers even though they lost it's a w because now that fan base has a taste of like hey we can really pack this thing out Right, yeah. we don't necessarily have to hold ourselves to a West Gym. West Gym is awesome. West Gym is a place that everybody needs to go to at some point. I really hope they don't get rid of it. But the place like a McLeod Center is really able to show off. You know what I said on Twitter, which is like their muscles. They're able to yeah. say, "Hey, we can do this without Iowa." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of red and yellow there, but for the most part, mo- most of this was you and I people. And where they're located in Iowa, if you're not from Iowa, you don't know this. It's the Cedar Valley wrestling country like yeah heavy wrestling country a lot of high
1: schools are right in that area directly in cedar falls too
0: yeah and they gave out free tickets for the the kids whatever that's just cool you see a lot of schools doing that but it's just awesome to see that there's more than one university that can do this iowa state's had dual meets like this before you and i's now having these kind of dual meets and maybe they maybe they could have did the whole time and we just didn't know because there was always west gym but it was a W all around, or at least for my
1: opinion. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so too. I had I went to U and I for a very short time, and I worked security there. i never really thought much about McLeod Center. And then like afterwards, I was like, you know, McLeod Center, like that whole setup, that was really similar to Carver. That was super fun. That was my first time going to
0: U and I duel. It's almost like a smaller Carver. I think Carver is like mm-hmm. fifteen thousand, and 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 the McLeod is seven thousand. Right. Yeah. See, they have like floor.
1: They have seating that goes all the way from flooring to top, all the way around in Carver, and that's kind of different between these two places. But sort of a similar setup with how it's just all fanned straight down to the floor. And it was really cool.
0: One thing I like about Schwab is he also is an entertainer as well. And like mm-hmm. dresser is too. Like they were they there was promotion behind this. You right. know what I mean? A lot of people don't like they don't like trash talk. They don't like drama. They think it's the yawn, yawn, yawn. I sleep all day to those people. But that stuff sells. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even though it was a friendly back and forth between Schwab and Dresser, it's still got people talking about it. And that's all you really need. You need people talking about it. You need them to know about it in general. Right. And that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was promoted really well. W for both those schools. Okay. Here. Um, the Blade Sisters is entertaining to talk about. So they, uh, Kennedy Blades put out a tweet saying that she was going to announce where she was going to go to school I think like an hour before the Iowa-Oklahoma State Mm -hmm. duel meet. Yep. So about at the ballpark, had all the eyes, they had the freestyle crowd, they had the the college wrestling crowd, they had Iowa, they had Oklahoma State, and she's gonna announce her big announcement like an hour before. This led a lot of people at the actual bar down there, the Texas Live Bar, to think that she was gonna go to Iowa, myself included. And um, she chose Arizona State. Yeah. And at first, I really didn't know how to feel about this, right? So she says, uh, go ahead and read that. I'm excited to announce I'll be pursuing
1: my Olympic wrestling dream at Sunkiss Kids RTC while attending ASU. I'm beyond grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for all of my supporters and family for being with me since the beginning. Forks
0: up. Glory to God. Now, at first, I didn't know how to feel about this, right? Because it's like you're doing a college commitment to a school that doesn't have a sanctioned program. That's kind of, to me, I thought it was, it was like a weird look. But then I started doing some more thinking, which I should probably do first before I talk. I started doing some more thinking, and I actually think that it's pretty genius. Mm-hmm. Because she's going to get the best of both worlds now. So she just tied herself to a university, right? So you get that university fan base behind you. I think a lot of these girls, they train at these universities, but they don't actually rep. The individual university where this girl is like saying like, "Hey, I'm I'm committing to Arizona State yeah. via the SunKiss Kids." If she would have just came out and said, "I'm going to the SunKiss Kids," it's probably not going to have nearly as big of a, a footprint as her saying like, "Hey, I'm going to Arizona State. I'll be wrestling for the SunKiss Kids, but I'll be attending Arizona State." Yeah. So she kind of had this rollout like she's going to go to an Iowa or another you know Division One school, but she's like, "Hey, I'm going to wrestle." the style of wrestling that I wanna do, and I'm not gonna have to deal with like the NCAA's rules and regulations and this and that. So she's getting best of both worlds. Definitely. And I think it could change things in the grand scheme of things. It could change things when it comes to like, not just the girls, but the boys as well, right? Like Mm. we've seen guys say, hey, I'm not gonna go the college route and I'm gonna just train for the Olympics, whether that's Greco, whether that's freestyle, right? I think it could happen now imagine you're saying hey I'm going to go I'm committing to the Iowa Hawkeyes but I'm only going to wrestle in the Hawkeye wrestling club I'm not actually going to wrestle for the Hawks but I'm getting my school paid for and I'm going to train for Iowa Iowa gets you know they get a, a good guy in the room they get a representative maybe one day if that kid makes the Olympics or this or that but they're tying themselves to the fan base which is where the money is right yeah That's where like the support comes from. Like look at somebody like Iowa, like those people are Iowa Hawkeye fans. They're not necessarily pure wrestling fans, but they're just Iowa Hawkeye fans, which is super smart. It's awesome, right? So Mm -hmm. Kennedy, not only she's saying, hey, I'm not gonna play by the NCAA's rules and regulations and yada, yada, yada. I'm gonna go do my own thing, but I'm gonna tie myself to this university's fan base and I'm going to be able to do what I want via the Sunkist kids. So she's she, I'm assuming she would rather wrestle freestyle. She doesn't want to go do folk style. Um, I think, you know, I think Kylie Welker going to Iowa obviously has a play in it. But if you think of Kennedy, and I don't know if she did this on purpose, but if she announces in front of the Iowa fans that you're not going there, that takes some balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's able to go and say she's kind of setting herself up for this rivalry with Kylie Welker if there is one. I don't know if there is one or not. Same weight, um, same relative age, right? Mm. Kylie goes to Iowa. You go to Arizona State. It's a brand builder for both. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I think it's super smart that she did that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think if yeah she's wanting to train freestyle, that was probably the best move she could make in terms of like – the ripple effect on if what this will have on other people, maybe even like male RTCs and things like that. I'd be curious to see how that would actually play out though in the, between college recruiting and then the recruiting separate for that, how that could translate exactly.
0: Well, you know, we're starting to see kids that are skipping their senior year of high school just to yeah. go straight for the college stuff. I think you might see kids just skip the college stuff altogether at some point and just say, Hey, I'm, I want to do the freestyle route, especially if the money's going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, if you're a brand like Rudis, do you even care so much about like Rudis is getting into the college stuff now, right? They're signing, you know, Spencer Lee and this or that. But a lot of them, you got to think about the long term play of like, am I if I'm a brand, I'm going to invest behind an athlete. Do I just want them for the four years or do I want them beyond that? Obviously, their brand's going to be the biggest while they're in school. But like Kennedy is now tying herself to a university's fan base by saying, yeah, I'm going to Arizona State. She's just going to school there. She's not wrestling for them. Yep. She's wrestling for the Sunkiss Kids. So I'm assuming the Sunkiss Kids is probably paying her way through there. But she's saying, hey, let me get this fan base, but also let me wrestle the style of wrestling that I want to do, and I don't have to deal with the NCAA. I think it's genius. Yeah, no, I think so
1: too. In her specific situation, I think this was the best move she could have made.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, if you guys like this episode, only three topics this week, which is uh, kind of I just had a lot to talk about. I don't want the episode to go on for too long. So if you guys like this episode, please hit subscribe, give it a thumbs up, drop a comment down below. Join our discord, Patreon, you name it. We're universal, baby. Check us out. Peace.